right. Uh, welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. All right. Well, this week I had thought of something interesting. Zach, our uh, wonderful office mate, we were f- scrolling through our wonderful uh, movie selection on our Amazon Prime and mm-hmm. came across Chopping Mall. Do you remember Chopping Mall? Did we 84, 85? Or... Oh, do, like back we, in 84? Like, no, we didn't watch it, oh, but okay. it was a movie that came out in like 84, 85. It sounds familiar, but I don't. It was one of those kids stuck in a mall, of course. They have a new security system. It's robots because <laughs> the 80s. Sure. They malfunction and start killing everyone. And mostly the robots end up, I, from what I remember, because I, I remember loving the movie, um, start killing the, you know, the kids that have sex because the one thread in all movies, sex is bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once you start having it, you're dead. So Zach was like, if I were to, if I was given the chance to make anything, I would make Chopping Mall 2000. So now it's the year 2000. You know, and then we started riffing, you know, it's uh, the Y2K hits and then the mall robots go crazy again. Sure, I was like, all sure. right, that's actually pretty, actually a really solid idea. Yeah. But then I was wondering, is there any world where someone just starts a company and makes sequels from most of the films we watch? Like we watched Star Slammer about a space prison movie. Right. For some reason. We... We had a lot of weird time in the last month, so we've watched a lot of lot of um, films. Quote, yeah, big quotes, and um, air quotes. Um, the best though, my favorite though, were those two. Was a uh, Galaxy of Terror and other movie use the same sets, yes. not the same movie, use the exact same sets. So when you looked it up, they went, "No, they used the same sets." Yeah, it, the sets were pretty good though. No. The sets were top-notch. Uh, uh, Galaxy of Terror, I believe. One of the set um, builders was James Cameron. The James Cameron. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, yeah. I think it was a model maker. One of those things, because it's those, I think it was Roger Corman or something, where everyone did everything. Yeah. All right, you are set deck, art department, wardrobe, makeup, and craft service. Great. Yeah. But you're just happy to make a film, because it's harder to make a film in the 80s than it was now. No, no, absolutely. I am... Um... Are you talking about sequels? Like, just like sit a- there go, you know what? We watched Star Slammer, and we're just like, I would love to see another Star Slammer, and just make it. Like, movies that don't need, no movie needs a sequel in general, but these movies shouldn't. Just make sequels like, of movies that, yeah, yeah, like, you just come across one. going, oh, Star Slammer, let's make Star Slammer 2. In these sequels are they uh, a continuation of the quality and the spirit of the first or are you I gonna... think I think you do it the best you can for a limited budget say there it's that uh, million dollar budget the Cinetel films or whatever where mm-hmm. we give a million dollars do whatever you want so you have like a l- legit right. budget not like a Mark Planera two dollar six day budget like we're gonna make Star Slammer 2 we'll stay in the idea of what Star Slammer was that some I don't even remember this idea. I just remember it was the great either. title. The poster was fantastic. She was in chains but had like a gun, so it was really confusing. But then it ended up just being, what if it was a women's prison? They all wore kind of see-through white tank tops, but in space. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. It was ever like, but in space. It was just like, yeah, and why does it have to be in space? We don't know. We and, just It's just a construct. Yeah, it was just like, we want to make a space movie because they're the bomb right now but we have this script that's a women's prison script okay yeah in it's, space it's that that whole i guess and it's an old school thing where you sort of go into um 
it's sort of that joke in uh, Sunset Boulevard. You know, you sort of go into the studio and pitch your idea, mm-hmm. and they go, "Well, why don't you make it all women?" Or yeah. what do you think about it in space? Let's yeah. do that, but in space or in you know Bosnia or whatever. Yeah. It definitely probably was a pitch for something like just a straight up prison movie, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Love it." Put it in space. You shoot next week. Put it in space. It's no longer called Hard Slammer. It's called Space Slammer. It's no longer a general prison. It's a women's prison. And and that's exactly (laughs) how it goes. It's not like, what do you think about it? No. Put it in space. It's no longer. And they tell you what the title is. They tell you everything. And you go, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. You cut me a check. I'm good. I'm going up. All right. Just cast women in uh, tank tops that were very non-space. But like yeah. at least Galaxy of Terror felt space-like. I mean, they really felt like no, no, they absolutely. did a really, really good job of um, the map painting, the little green screen they used, and the set. It was all about the set. Right. It looked like a spaceship. Yeah. I mean, I guess Cameron. But some someone, I mean, I'm not saying it's just him, but someone went like, you know what? We need a good set. If we, it probably was him. If we need, yeah. if we have a good nineteen-year-old guy who's yeah. just on set with a hammer, going, you know what we need is a really good you know, set. I'm right. just gonna put in the weekends. Yeah, it's like you'll be kind of home free if you have a really quote-unquote realistic-looking set, right. you know, of a spaceship. Um, I think that that really helped the movie, helped the environment, helped whatever they were doing, whatever they were saying. It sort of felt right, and mm-hmm. the costumes weren't so. Um, out there and yeah. weird that you go, okay, I can see, you know, I can see me getting into it without being distracted by no. why does she have a gun that she can't even hold or... Oh my God, that you know. was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like there was no grip on it. Yeah, it's like... And that was the one too, like we were watching it. We passively watch a lot of it. We're not just sitting there, we shut down work for 90 minutes going, we are watching this right. movie. But you could tell where James Cameron got a lot of his ideas for aliens oh totally because aliens obviously look so different than alien but you can see like a lot of what was in there he was like making notes he was sitting there with his little uh, a composition book oh okay this looks really good taking some polaroids yeah yeah yeah, totally the odds that he would ever direct the sequel to that movie the furthest thing from his mind Mm -hmm. building that set or whatever but like he saw it and there were so many not homages because that was for him. He remembers that. Like for some reason, that stuck with him working on that movie. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I you know, commend him for some things, and yeah. and that's that's one of them. You know, he's he knows that and has always known that you kind of need to have certain things in order mm-hmm. to make things work. Um, if not, you know, I mean, he nearly got fired from uh, Titanic trying to just make sure that the ship was what it was supposed right. to be. Um, he didn't. Sadly. <laughs> Sadly for a lot of people yeah. on that set. Yeah, I'm just thinking, so would you get the rights from the... Oh, you absolutely yeah, no, have to this go would in... Be, this would be 100% legit, not just someone making okay. Star Slammer 2. This would be... You know what? I want to... Oh God, I can't even imagine trying to track down the rights to that because <laughs> it was something I think we were talking about... Uh, I don't know if we talked about it in the office or on the pod where... It's like, oh, how come, um, what movie was it? Like, just say, for example, like, Three Amigos. How come I can't stream Three Amigos? Right. Well, Orion Pictures bought Three Amigos just for distro. 
okay, that's cool. But then who owns those rights? We don't know. That company went out of business. And it was like, it's so hard. Like so many people started selling off home video, then foreign distribution. And then a lot of those companies folded. So it's hard to get all the rights to, that's why some movies you remember really well, don't stream. Yeah. Because it's like, it did pot, it did really well in the theater. So they just started fragmenting it. All right. Your home video here, your home video there. Streaming came and then they sort of worked deals. Like that, whatever movie I looked up was HBO owned rights to it, which was holding something up. Like they only wanted one thing. They go, oh no, we just want this. Hmm. And I went, okay. So I imagine, although Star Slammer, I can't imagine being that hard. No, no. (laughs) But I mean, okay, just make that a give and make. Okay, you get all the rights. um, You just start making these movies. Would you have like a like a schedule of like a Mark? Mark Planera, six days. <laughs> just sort of like you know, we like you said, you have a certain amount of budget, mm-hmm. you have a certain amount of days. You slate maybe ten movies a year, mm-hmm. so, which is a lot, but ten movies a year. Yeah, get them out there and just have a team. Have yeah, like I, th- a- I think with some of those, you could probably repurpose the set the way they did the Galaxy of Terror set because those two movies were different. Right. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if it was Galaxy of Terror or the other one we watched where there was the slug that sort of raped the woman, which was just really creepy. Uh, yes. It was like that slug monster yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was just oh, like, that was, was really, it just had no point. A lot of these movies have just like a random po- Oh, that was the one where they kept sun uh, sunbathing. Weren't they nude a lot in that one? Oh, not the Galaxy of Terror, the other one. Was this the, ba- the bath in the, um... no, that was the bath in the spaceship was Galaxy of Terror, wasn't it? Like when they yeah. took a shower, but it was no water. And it was like a space dust or whatever it was. Yeah, the one girl was washing the other girl. They were sort of wet, but there was no water. And then every so often there'd be a glisten it, of uh, space. Yeah, it, it just it it was just like you could tell when the movies were made because it's like for no reason you'd be like, oh, okay, why is you know every guy is you know suited up and mm-hmm. you know, to the neck, and every woman is like got some like bikini on for what for what reason oh yeah they had the short terry cloth robes and we're like i guess they would have terry cloth robes in space like space oh and then they went into the little sauna or whatever yeah it it, it was just i think what was so funny was that i we got the idea behind it was that oh eventually we're just going to be living the way we live now in space so yeah they had terry cloth robes on they went in suntan like so it was that idea of how we live now or then in space so there was no real spaciness about it other than the sets no i'm, I'm gonna wear my white tank top and my terry cloth robe yeah why what and you're gonna go sun why are you sunbathing I no i did that was so weird um oh and then they uh that one couple started having sex which you didn't really see a lot of then they kept cutting to different people so you weren't sure if they were watching or knowing what was happening? Yeah, like, there that, was a guy that, behind a monitor. That, that didn't make any, yeah. And you're like, oh, he's watching. Then we cut to the monitor, and he wasn't watching. Like, why are we cutting? Yeah, it was, It was like, sort of a clinic in editing of, like, what, what could happen if you put, you know, a certain amount of images together mm-hmm. and just make it confusing. Yeah. I mean, there's not that – I don't know if the guy had the footage – Right. Or whoever edited it had the footage to make it. And I'm sure for the rating, it's like, well, we we can't see that much. So cut around and keep going back. But then when you're cutting to guys looking at, or a guy looking at a monitor, your, your subconscious tells you, totally. oh, he's 
watching that. Yeah, he's, he's watching also them. reacting in a weird way, but then not reacting, but then reacting, but then yeah. not reacting, and it's like, okay, I'm, I have no idea what's happening. And then it's just the sex scenes, of course, like gratuitous after a certain point. And yeah. It's like, because okay, they get together, or whatever. Yeah, in the midst of stuff happening on the spaceship mm. yeah let's get together sure but it just goes on and on and on and you're like i don't know what's happening and then i was like was it 70s or 80? it it was late 70s or early 80s okay. i think it was like oh it was 81 i was 81 even though it was 81 i go 70s i just yeah. go seven it's like that whole thing where it's like it becomes air quotes art yeah so it's like We'll just keep cutting back to this to disorient you and to give you sort of, uh, you know, an idea of, like, what's going on in, in this the world of this ship. Yeah. But that stylistically didn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. So it was just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm watching here. Well, and I think, too, a lot of those people were from the 70s making films. Yeah. So, like, going into 81, 82, they were still... Right, it's not like, oh, we're in a new decade, so let's do something different. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I got from that. But it just reads today as... Which it is. Just gratuitous. Yeah. You know. It's like, look, we have sex in our movie. Oh, okay. Well, let's, yeah, We can let's always tell, like, we'll start a movie like Star Slammer or Galaxy or whatever. And if... If there's nudity within the first five minutes, we know exactly what the rest of the film's going to yeah. be. Like, because all of a sudden, we're in space. I better about, well, let me put on my space suit. And she's completely, well, topless. And then putting on space. All right. Yeah. I know what the rest of this film is. Yeah. It's that thing where, like, you're right. Like, in the first five minutes, and if it's there, you go, okay. Yeah, this is, a lot of times we just turn it off because, like, this is not. Yeah, it, we have a level of courtesy as well. Like, if we're watching a movie and it's the 80s or whatever and just, hey, they're topless, it's usually for a second. Then the, there's the ones that just start full-blown. And we're like, okay, yeah, we have to not have this on in the office. Yeah. it's Because it's not enjoyable for everyone. Not not saying uh, half the people that work in our office watch these movies with us just going, this is terrible. Why are right. you doing it? It's like because we want something on that's sort of passive. We can look up going, ha, space. Yeah. And just laugh at it. It's a thing that's on in the background, but it's, you know, it is truly mindless, you know, entertainment. And then every so often, because there's three of us sort of facing the TV, one will go, oh, my God, go back. And you'll go back and just like one of us will sort of be half watching and going, did they wait? Is that the cameraman in the Oh, yeah, that's the cameraman in the shot. That's hilarious. Yeah. I remember that one shot where they had the um, air quotes uh, sheriff car like pulling into the shot. And Mm -hmm. I'm like wait a minute go back was that a matchbox car and it was like a, a matchbox <laughs> car sort of moving into the shot it's like, you couldn't get a car i know it's like cut to inside i'm like this is this is just really and in this day and age like uh, it, with um you know undercover cops you could just pulled up in any car as long as they weren't pulling up in like a volkswagen bug or something right but no one has no one on the set or no one's parents has just a town car to pull up. no 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 we'll, we'll use a miniature no yeah. one will know no yeah. one under everyone believes star wars <laughs> right a lot of them took this like a lot of people were taking this as if they were star wars oh my god one of the most horrible things i've i've ever heard in hollywood and people go oh this is my star wars oh. and it's a like lot of people have been saying that recently no they have and I don't it's know like why. it's like i mean star wars is the most profitable 
franchise movie franchise yeah. in, in in history and it will never be defeated right and you know it's so iconic you know it's like everywhere yeah and so for you to go this is my star wars for me that you know invokes, well this is something that's going to be on that level of uh sort of being in the the zeitgeist it's not you know i mean i don't care what you do right i don't care how many blue navi people you have in the movie like it's not i don't care how many sequels you make yeah. it's not going to be star wars you know um no marvel movie is going to be star wars it's just because of the time it came out and all that too it, everything it, that the blockbuster was just yeah. becoming a thing i mean it, it all plays into it you know um you know, uh, I'd say Marvel maybe or comic book maybe like number two, mm-hmm. like probably behind it, which is amazing because comic books obviously predated Star Wars a long time. But you know, anyway, that that's my own personal thing. Was like, this is my Star Wars, it's which like, is so weird. So it's like, oh, so this is gonna be the last film you direct for a right. decade? Because <laughs> I mean, that's probably gonna happen, right? The only um, people that can say that, J.J. Abrams can say that, Ryan Johnson. This is my Star Wars. You're right. It, that is it your Star actually Wars. Is your Star There's a, like just a handful of people that can actually say this is my Star Wars. Yeah, but but you have someone like you have someone like J.J. Abrams saying it. I'm not gonna like because he's he's like a force. Like he's got so many things. He's pretty much you know. And he has a Star Wars film, and he wouldn't say this is my Star Wars. Yes, he wouldn't say, it, and that's <laughs> the thing. He wouldn't say it. Here's a uh, George Lucas's Star Wars that yeah. I'm directing. Right. Totally. So. Totally. But yeah, so, all right. Would so. I mean? Would you have? In, I mean, it's such a weird thing because you're you're gonna make sequels to movies that no one's ever heard of. So you'd are these almost have to films I I like. No, no, no. no. Okay. These are the films we've watched. Okay. So it's Galaxy of Terror two. But I guess you'd have to like not call it that. They would be like sequels in the idea, like Star Slammer two. We wouldn't call Star Slammer two because people are like. Is there a Star Slammer one? Oh, so you you want you, people to actually watch these? You, I do want people to watch them. Okay, but in in a way where you're you're continuing the story, but you still have to like keep it fresh because people are like I don't know who any of these people are. Maybe you keep one character's name. Yeah, see that that's why I asked about the spirit of it because I personally think that you can take any movie with a, like a modicum of uh, a storyline because mm-hmm. a lot of these things don't have a storyline at all yeah. no thought process going to it it's not worth to make a sequel but something that just has something where you go okay i can hang my hat yeah. on that i think that you can update almost anything and add a fresh idea or something even use the same sets or similar sets yeah. and make it something people really want to watch well yeah because ultimately star slammer space prison yeah you can make a space prison movie but I think it would just be hilarious to have it connected. Oh, to I that. would so people be absolutely like, connect. Wait, why is this the sequel to this movie? Just is. It's what we do. Galaxy of Terror two. Yeah. Called it something else. And I would, I would have like, I like challenges, like personal challenges. So what I would do is take all of this stuff, which is, as you know, a lot. Yeah. All of the stuff that makes you go, wait, what? What is that? Yeah make it you know part of the universe Mm -hmm. make it somehow come back and pay off in part two yeah and you know where you have a stop motion robot and then like a robot and a a guy in a suit and a robot which makes zero sense still makes zero sense i'm still mad about it but (laughs) somehow 
you'd have to. I think you'd have to be charged with like making that part of the mm-hmm. sequel. You know, like the spirit has to be maintained throughout the sequel. Yeah, and I don't think that it has to be bad. Yeah, you know. Um, well, yeah, it's not about. I want to make a movie. I want to make Star Slammer two, and I want to make it as cheesy and terrible as that one. Right. And the only way you would want to do that is if it was a. Like a movie, say, like Critters or something, which we ended up watching Critters 4, which was terrible. Something that didn't really do well, but I could expand on Critters. Like, those movies yeah. kind of work because you have that thread, but no one's thinking of Star Slammer 2, you know? No, no. But then I just wonder no if that company is. owns a lot. Could you go to them going, I want these eight space movies you made from 79 to 82. I'm going to build your cinematic universe and connect them all like make one movie that maybe is one one movie to connect them all one movie to connect them all oh. so somehow like there are a thread it's like oh we're on the the prison thing but we need to go here and that's part of that movie like just have them all connected in some sort of dumb way for no reason there's no reason to actually make any of these sequels yeah it just seems like what a fun way to take someone's proper and just to, at the rolling the credits based on the characters of stars Wait, there was another one? Like, people that do go into not knowing. Yeah. And then they go back going, how is this connected? Yeah. I just feel like, because, I mean, why not? Like, you have Mark Planera who's making Frozen Sasquatch, which just dropped this week. It's an original idea. <laughs> but yeah, it, I would rather have him make it. I would rather have him make Star Slammer 2, because that would make me happy. Just sort of get these directors and, and have him do it. Yeah. That would be interesting to see, but see how they adapt work. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, yeah, I'd be into that. I mean, it's an interesting, at least it's an interesting experiment. Mm-hmm. But to have a movie that connect the universe, I mean, that's pretty. I mean, that would be the the bold, weird thing where yeah. the Star Slammer things, and then you have the Marvel end credit, and it's like we got to get to Starship whatever that was in Galaxy of Terror. It's like they're connected, you know, like you. You mentioned like, all right, that person escapes and then jumps on this ship and then that's that story. I guess you would have to almost have to character thread it. One new character that you create goes to the Star Slammer prison, escapes, ends up on the Galaxy of Terror ship that then goes to something else. You know, like that way you're following their story, but they're jumping, not jumping movie to movie. You'd still keep the same tone, but oh, now they're on this ship and they're battling that character that was in, you know, which was Christopher Plummer, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> With his re- one day of work. And he didn't replace anybody yeah. as far as I know. Um, yeah, I think that would be great. Of course, it would take a lot more thought. Uh, Not the uh, five minutes I just gave it right now. Right. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Which, I don't, the five minutes you just gave may have been more than what was used for these movies. But it may take a lot more thought than had gone into, like, say, you connect five movies and yeah. five movies combined. To like really get at this, you know, to make sense of this stuff to where, because if I'm coming in just watching that movie, mm-hmm. am I gonna like enjoy it or? Do, I think, do you yeah, think I think I you have, have to. to I think it's just sort of like you're going into it going, hey, there's this movie streaming. It's you know, Space Prison, whatever you want to call it, and you're watching. Oh wow, this is really interesting. The build sets, maybe the story's not fantastic, but it's. It looks interesting. Like, uh, like uh, I think we always go. Back, I just go back to that Galaxy of Terror because the movie wasn't great, but it looked good. The sets were great. Everything looked practical, and the actors were actually okay. They, were they, had, they had some good actors. So in there, actually, it, you have that, but it's just a current version of 
space prison. You're like, well, this is in space prison. Good for them making a space prison movie. Yeah. And then you just have to get behind whoever the main character is. I mean, you, there have been space prison, but you have a space, you have a prison movie. It's just like you have to. Yeah. Okay, we're in a space. You know, confined space for the whole movie. It's it, any prison movie, and yeah. it's like, uh, how do you shoot that to where it's interesting? You know, obviously the first thing you uh, latch onto is characters. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they're compelling, and if they're compelling, you know, you'll follow a character anywhere. But just to just to have space, which uh, on its, you know, as a, as a word, space. When we think of space, we think of like this vast, yeah. Thing. And to go slammer. Okay, now we're in a a prison, so we're just in a confined space. But yeah, it's on a ship, which makes it better. Yeah, because then you have different parts of the ship. You have like you may have a ward, and you may have all these other things. Um, a space slammer didn't really. It well, and also of, too, I think in space slammer, their pri- their cells look like regular cells. They look it's like, like regular when you just have like space cells or something. <laughs> and it sort of look like also just rooms, well, not yeah. necessarily. And I don't, I don't remember much that other than every prisoner was probably twenty seven, yeah, and a white see through tank top, yeah, that was cast to wear a white see through tank top. And so, one, one, you think, you, what are they in for? Like, what, what? Did, we never got any what of did why. They do? Like, these aren't the type of people you go, okay. Um, and there were no creatures or anything. It was just people in space. Yeah, which I get. It's cheap just actors you're not going to put any prosthetics on them or anything right do you think they got cast for slammer movie had nothing to do with space got costumes got everything and like you know a couple days before oh by the way uh we're in space now okay well we can't return these costumes and we don't have the money we already made all the the tank tops with a nice nice little rip yeah that like keep them keep them we're still doing that we're just on a spaceship now right instead of a, a prison oh Maybe the prison fell through or something. But we can use the Galaxy of Terror set. Done. Hey, you know what? They're not using it. They're, they're done. Well, remember that uh, it was a, a contemporary movie. Um, there was like motorcycles and how was that motorcycle gang chick movie that was really terrible? Because they were always on their bike, but we never shot wides hmm. of it. I think we Wait. might have talked about it. It was a current movie. And it was current like that in like- the last five years. Oh. Okay. And it was one where... She, the girl was always racing her motorcycle against someone else. There was never anyone there watching these game, the races. And then every shot of her on the bike was just her holding the handlebars. Yes. But that was that weird thing. Yeah. They ended up going to prison at some point. But there was no uniform. Every girl just kind of wore whatever she was wearing. Right. Remember right. Yes, yes, I do remember like, that. Yeah. You couldn't even coordinate? Like... Like, I mean, we saw that terrible shark movie where every girl was wearing a black bathing suit for some reason. Everyone yeah. had the exact same bathing suit for no explanation whatsoever. But this one, it's like, we're going to send you to prison, but you can wear your shorts with your belt and your tank top. Oh, you want to wear a full outfit? Cool. Yeah. I. And the warden just had sunglasses on, which was the only reason you know, the person was a warden. <laughs> and I think they had a gun. Yeah, it was like, and just spoke in that, like, if a person's a warden in general or, <clears throat> excuse me, or is in a position of authority, it's just usually they have that, like, scowl and just it's just like a lot of trying a lot of like maggots and scum hurry up maggots yeah you know like like, all right great okay you saw a couple of movies and you're doing a thing yeah um 
Yeah. It, it, like the, I said, I think they, they, yeah, like you said, they were, they were in a prison movie. All right. Everyone's in tank tops. And because yeah. they're all their, uh, it, oddly enough, like the movies in like the late 70s, 80s, it was very coordinated. Like, I mean, if they were in prison, it might not be what we think of a prison gear. Granted, they were all in white tank tops, but every girl wore a white tank top. Yeah. It wasn't this one where it's like, you guys just can even go to like Marshall's or something and, you know, buy five of the same color right. to look at it. Whereas this movie actually had a wardrobe department. You know, granted, it was just white tank tops, but right. The secret, not secret, is that yeah, you can do all this stuff. Yeah. You can go ahead and coordinate. You can go ahead and get a uh, a police car. You yeah. know, all you have to do is ask. Yeah. You know, um, or get a town car with a light. You could. Then you put the light on it. They're an undercover cop. We've solved the problem of not having a real police car. Yeah, I, I think a lot of and. I don't know if it's is it a studio back thing, uh, some of these, but like a lot of quote unquote indie filmmakers, right. um, they may not think that they can do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of know going through film school, what, what from what I've seen, it's like you can really do anything. Mm-hmm. You just have to go and ask, and if something's really hard. Um, you know, like maybe getting a cop car, maybe getting this. Sometimes you just have to wait. Sometimes you have to wait. They're like, you know what? We don't. Like, for instance, in the, well, for a little tangent, in the wire, um, what they call uh, Foxtrot, which is the police helicopter, mm-hmm. you know? So that's in the show. That kind of motif is there. So when the helicopter flies over Baltimore, they're like, oh, great. You know, this is HBO. So they're mm-hmm. like, can we get can we like rent it or you know shoot it one day to where we have control over Mm -hmm. this helicopter so we can you know uh put it into our day and the police department saying uh no because they're (laughs) saying that will never happen the best thing you can do is maybe we'll tell you when when it's going to happen Mm -hmm. and when i when i say when it's going to happen they don't know yeah they just have to deploy it when you know whenever uh whatever it's needed and when that happens then you guys can shoot it in the air mm-hmm. but otherwise we can't we can't utilize yeah. this resource for your your production i'm sorry so they had to figure that out mm-hmm. but they went and asked and they had connections with the police department too big did they tell them omar was coming if they had <laughs> maybe, maybe they, that would be different but you can really do anything um it just takes a little thought. It just takes a little something that's free, yeah. which is like dreaming up something, you know, doing and then something like this, like a brainstorm. And then, yeah, like that thing of, all right, I asked for the police car, couldn't get it. Then I asked these people. Then I, you know, I found picture car to see if I could get a deal for, you know, low budget film. Yeah. And then if not, then it's like, how do we, we only need it for this one thing. Well, I can get a light mm-hmm. and then Steve has a black town car done. Yeah. That's it. You know, or I can, and I can also pay five, ten, twenty bucks, get a decal, slap it on the car, yeah, on the side, bit. yeah, just enough so you can see the yeah, door. That's it. That's all you have to do. So what gets me about a lot of these movies is like you know uh, the big thing I see is you'll see someone in a suit or a uniform and it'll be like they'll be in a collared shirt and the some guy's neck like it's a. So his neck is like a 15 and mm. the collar is like a 17 or 18. Right. And it's like, it just takes, takes you out because it's like, why couldn't he, excuse me, unless it's a character thing. Right. Why couldn't he get like 
a fitted shirt or you know it just it just reeks of like this sort of amateurish kind of thing and yeah unless you're gonna make it a character or you look it's the only only free uniform like you said we asked for a uniform they gave us the free one it's a size larger than the guy all right i'll i'll write a line yeah you know someone's what's up with the uniform and it's like right. i spilled something i had to borrow which, dave's which, which works yeah um but you can also probably go to like some dry cleaner and i'm not saying like a tailor but dry cleaner and say hey can you tailor this a little bit and it may cost you like 10 15 bucks right because it's in the movies we're watching this uniform is not something he wears in one scene it's something he's gonna wear in the whole thing yeah, it's his story yeah. like it this is the cop he has to wear it yeah. for the two days we need him or so whatever it's worth it just to spend the 15 bucks to go oh can you you know yeah can you do that um does but, that frustrate you more so like all the movies we watch there there's the level of they were funded to mark planera once again i am not crappy on mark planera He's sort of my indie hero right now. When you you can do that, that's he shoots these movies in like six days. They're great. You just they're on Amazon. Like he's doing it. Yeah, that's all I say is like he's doing it. So that does it. Doesn't frustrate me. It, It there's moments that frustrate me in his films where it's bad choices. Like you could have just put that over here, or you know maybe spend another dollar on the mask. Those are the only things that bother me. <laughs> I think it's that level of yeah. I th- do you feel like you're more frustrated not watching like like Mark Plano, but like the ones that have money that don't do the right thing, like the ones oh, like, like a- the absolutely. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like that Malibu one we watched because they had money. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. totally somehow had a budget of something. I don't know what it was, even if it was ten thousand dollars. They because they you could tell from how it was shot, like um, whatever camera, like. They made good choices yeah. uh, with the camera. Everything looked professional to a level. But that movie, there was just, uh, there was so much irritation about right. it. You what, know. what was the name of that one again? Uh, for people who want to. Exp- how about this? I, I will, uh, I'll, I'll link it on the Twitter. It was, how um, we watch. Oh, uh, The House on the Hill. Yes. A, a House on the Hill. Something like that. Yeah. House. Yes, it was close enough to like that last house on the left type of thing, where yeah, it's a house, like on, house a hill. on a haunted hill, but it's not. It was, was it house, house on haunted? No, 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 close to that. Oh like, yeah, it was yeah, a house, house on, on the hill, hill. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So there's always. I think that's what it is. It's like I feel like I can see when I watch you watch it for watching it. You definitely get more mad when they already had some resources that they didn't take the extra step. No, no, absolutely. I, I look when you got six days to shoot a movie. You got and, it. He makes his own like, schedule. So. I mean, and it's and it's probably six days to shoot a movie, but which is fine if you have six months to prep. But he probably has six hours to prep. Yeah. So it's like this is he's like running gun. This is what we're doing. You mm-hmm. know, probably gets the prompt or whatever, yeah. and uses the same actors and like okay, here's like he has like a probably has a little prop house and costume yeah shop or he's got a couple things and he's like all right here's the premise can we roll back to the fact that you're talking about prep prop houses and all these things once again we don't know his process maybe eventually he'll be cool enough and he'll come on the pod and we'll we'll joke a little bit but i just like the fact that when he goes to his prop house i mean i and i I get it he probably he lives in the middle of like pennsylvania so he probably has a shed or a basement that's what i mean it's something like it's not like a proper thing but it's yeah 
but he's got a couple of things in his bedroom. You know? Yeah. And he's like, look, um, here's the prompt. Uh, World War Two, whatever. You shoot tomorrow. Go. Yeah. And you go, uh, six days. Okay. No. And so you just, whatever happens in six days, you, sh- you cut it, you ship it. And it's out on Amazon the next week. I think that's what's amazing is, I know we always end up talking about the Planera. It's just that this Amazon thing, like I'm on Amazon Prime and it's like, and I actually saw it because I follow him and some of his actors on uh, Twitter. It's like, hey, Frozen Sasquatch just dropped. Fuck yeah. yeah. We're watching that tomorrow. And then I email everyone going, this is the movie tomorrow. <laughs> and then there it is. It's just his movie's there. And then you just think of the, the struggle of um, Star Slammer, mm-hmm. whoever made it. I, I, I'm sure that I think there was companies behind it, but all right, we got this greenlit. Yeah. We got this. Oh, you got to make it in space. Done. We'll make it in space. Oh, we've got this set. And then probably didn't get released in the theater. Or if it did, it was one of those like like five theater type runs of the theaters that no one went to, yeah. you know, and then eventually found life on home video because it was the mid 80s or early 80s and probably found home video like 85 or something. Mm-hmm. This guy... 12 days let's just say 12 days yeah shot it in six edited put his snow effect rendered it because you know that snow effect's got to like slow down his render time totally pops it up it's on amazon like yeah i think that's what was so it's and i know we live in the two different worlds and we always talk about like the digital and everything but just the fact that like this crappy prison movie with this all the effort that went into it and because i mean you can talk about like a star wars it's like the real effort that went into it but these movies that we're watching probably never had a theatrical release. And they obviously they weren't made just for video. Right. They were made hoping. Where now you can just go make it. It's on Amazon Prime, which makes it seem somewhat legit. Right. You know? Well, I mean, you and I are watching it. So, yeah. like, it's distribution um, made possible to everybody. Yeah. You know? So you can get your film on Amazon Prime. And you could tell your uncle and, you know, the outskirts of... Des Moines, you know, like, hey, watch it, you know. He didn't have to find it. He didn't have to go look for it. He didn't have to travel anywhere. Just at home, popping it. I mean, you know, pop in the uh, uh, popping in. But just, you know, John's old school. John likes (laughs) to pop things in. He's like old school. I mean, yeah, of course. And and if you have Amazon, even say you're using the Fire Stick, you can use that Alexa part. Alexa, play Frozen Sasquatch. Yeah, totally. And then there it is. There it is. like... This is this is the probably the most amazing thing to me that the distribution is such that you can anytime you want just watch these things. Yeah. Um and you know, I, hey, I'm old school. So yeah. the theatrical release is yeah. something that I hold like dear and that's something I aspire to. Mm-hmm. Um and will always. And I get a little it sort of dilutes the the power of the movie when I see the in theaters and on iTunes, on yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, so it's that would I think, knowing what uh, like Mark does or whatever, where look, I'm making these movies for this specific reason, and it's going on Amazon. Then if I was the person that made put a lot of efforts, like oh, I even got I got Chris Pine for a guest star. I don't want Chris Pine just popped in my head, like you know I do this film, and then all of a sudden it's like right. great, you know you're gonna you're gonna get a limited distro, awesome. So imagine, uh, uh, sorry to bother you, for example, which mm-hmm. is something I'm going to try to see today. Imagine like you do all that and you get some buzz and it's like, all right, you're going to get a limited release and it's going on iTunes. This one's not. I'm just saying that for an yeah. example. Like you're going to this effort of like, oh, I, I think I made something and iTunes. And you're just like, oh, 
I kind of want this theatrical run yeah. for something I put in for that. If I'm making Star Slammer 2, hey, you're going straight to iTunes. I didn't think anything more. The fact if you would have put it in the theater would have blown me away because yeah. I made Star Slammer 2 as opposed to you right. know, something else. So I think it's just that, that thing of like, you said, yeah, it's great to have this distro, but I would also be a little heartbroken if all of a sudden your movie's like, you're going streaming and the theater. Oh. Yeah. So you mean I'm going streaming? Yeah, exactly. Because why go to the theater when it's already streaming? Yeah. That's what a lot of people are doing. I mean, so much is on your phone. So much is on everywhere. I mean, so much is at your fingertips that you do. And we're so used to it that, you know, you're only going to go to the theater. And this is probably the reason why a lot of studios just make the tent poles. Yeah. But you're only going to go to theater for Avengers or black panther or some sort of star wars or some yeah. big movie but everything else you're gonna be like oh, okay i'll just wait for that on you know netflix or yeah. whatever and you know there has to be because it's big business there has to be a huge audience you know yeah. for streaming so um whereas you know old school you know yeah. you think you put things in a theater and it's great for me it's great to have people go out you know get together enjoy a movie together yeah because when you're watching a movie, it's a different experience with that audience. Oh, yeah. You know, like I saw Sorry to Bother You, mm-hmm. and I thought that, you know, the audience was... For me, my my critic I walked away with a criticism of, like, oh, the audience. The audience could have been better. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's weird, because you can enjoy a movie a lot more with a, you know, a yeah. diff- different kind of audience, you yeah. know? And... With a certain audience, you could be like, oh, I didn't really like it. But then you go, get home and watch it, and you go, oh, okay, I had a different experience with that. You know, you have a different relationship with it, you know, in different environments. Yeah. I don't think anything beats, you know, you and 300 other strangers watching right. watching a movie on the big screen together. Yeah, I think I agree with that on certain films. But, like, films with, like, Sorry to Bother You, like, I, I think... Even if, unless it is a packed theater, like I'll probably see it today, and there'll probably be four people. It's mostly just I want to see it on the big screen because it looks very interesting. Yeah. Like I feel like I'm gonna get a little more out of what I saw from the trailer on the big screen. Like the way they do, the, he does these crazy transitions and stuff. Sort of like a, an Edgar Wright. Like his transitions are pretty incredible. So you're just like, oh, they they play really big. Right. So I I don't know. Like I think I've just sort of given up on the crowd. Like I just go. I just want everyone to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want to sit down. Yeah. And I get it. Like, it helps, too. Like, like I think we talked about on Solo, where some guy, he saw something and went, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And I saw it, and I went, all right, I'll mentally just have to look that up later, because I have no idea what that is. Yeah. And I do like I do like when people are excited. Like, when we saw Ant-Man, people were really excited. And I don't know. I, for now, I just want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I just want to see it big. That's my goal. I just want to see it big. I don't care anymore. I, I know. I've just got to the point where people suck. And I mean, it's it, it, but although like to the opposite of that, I definitely watching Mark Planera films with you and Zach are way more fun than if I was at home watching it, because then I just feel sad. Of course. Not because they're bad. It's just it's fun. Those movies are fun. Mm-hmm. Like because the whole time we're just like, oh, there's the director in his glasses. Why? Like, but those are those things also too to go back as we're sort of scattering is the frustrations I get with like a Mark film are the little, little dumb details when they were out in the snow 
quotes because it was a, <laughs> a, a plug-in effect. Uh. They have their um, sort of mirrored goggles on their head. So it looks like – I mean, he did really good with the wardrobe, though. Like, it did look like they were outdoors and cold because mm-hmm. they had a lot of gear on. But they had it tilted not high enough. So at one point, you literally just see the camera on the tripod with the guy. And you had to pause it, but I saw it. I saw it enough where going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Because I'm passively watching it. Those are things that irritate me because those are so fixable. Him going, well, why didn't he uh, CGI the whole uh, Sasquatch? Or why didn't he spend, you know, $400 on makeup? Because he's making this in six days. So it's the little things that I think irritate me the most. Right. Like when, um, in, once again, another one of his films with Sideway Hat Guy, they're driving, in quotes, wearing <laughs> mirrored glasses. And through the mirrored glasses, you can see that they're just parked. Yeah. And they're, like, sort of jiggling the car. Don't wear mirrored glasses. I think that's all that bothers me. Or Those things bother me. Then when we watch House on the Hill, that's just a lot of poor choices. Like, you had the money. You just didn't write a better way to get out of things. You know, you you made, you made just made poor decisions all the way. Mm-hmm. Where this guy, it's just like, I know you're running and gunning, but it's like, oh, I bet I could see myself in the mirrored glasses. I should take those off. And the fact that he still does it, because that happened eight films or 15 films ago, and he's in editing. Right. right. Ah, crap, I can see myself. Okay, mental note. No more mirrors. Yeah, I, I think that he's just, I think you're thinking about it from a, uh, well, obviously you're a savvy uh, uh, audience member, mm-hmm. but you're uh, also post, you know. Yeah. You do this for a living. <laughs> Um, so my job is to notice yeah, things that are wrong. You see this stuff, and we are also yeah. looking for this stuff because yeah. you know, okay, driving really, which is it sounds really <laughs> stupid that you go, yeah, why can't they drive a car or whatever? But he's thinking, okay, we have to have a process car or whatever, and we have to like uh, hire a crew. I'm not doing that. Or you can just put a camera, mount a camera or a GoPro on the. Uh, on the car and just drive yeah. with no safety. And that's wet. the thing. He's making them in Pennsylvania. I think that's where he lives because I looked it up. Uh, currently, I think. Mm-hmm. And they're always on these a lot of deserted roads. You can, And then if you're going to shoot behind them, you know, maybe do an, like a clerk's thing where, you know, each person's talking and you're just sort of panning back and forth. It's cheap, but you could still be driving. You know, and you're on a dirt road. You're not like, hey, take them on the uh, 405 in L.A., we're just going to do your lines yeah. while driving and focus. Although kids do that now, but you're in the middle of nowhere, you know? I, I, I totally agree with you. And yes, you could, you could, it would add more, um, authenticity yeah. to his, to his movies. But I think he's in producer mode and he's yeah. like, I have to get this thing out in six days. Yeah. I have done 40 films where the guy's parked and driving, and it sure it works. So that's what we do when we drive. Mm-hmm. That's this is how it's gonna go because I'm gonna meet my deadline. Get yeah. this thing onto Amazon next week, and then we shoot in another film next week. Yeah. And so even though you and I think, wow, it could do this, it could do. This, he's thinking, oh yeah, if I continue to do what I'm doing, I can make my dates, and that's all I really care about. I just feel like. I could make frozen Sasquatch with everything he had and still I, I think I could. Phil, I think I feel like I could still make it within those times. 
and still do the driving and a few of those other things. I think that's what it is. But like you, I think, yes. Hey, the shaking the cars worked on my last 42 films. Yeah. Why? You know, and he does. He probably is asking for a lot of favors with his friends because I don't, once again, the only reason I'd really love to have him on is like, how do you make money? I really want to know that too. Because it's not like the Red Letter Media guys who I watch occasionally. Um you know, they, they did the uh, Patreon, so mm-hmm. they're getting the money. But they produce a lot of content. They're doing – they got the clicks and the views. I just don't know if he's making a lot of money. It's like, hey, I put it on Amazon Prime. I got 10 million people to watch it, so I made ten grand or something like that. I, I don't know what the the view thing is well, on maybe, Amazon. Maybe as a deal, just show deal, and selling certain rights, foreign rights, different yeah. kind of things that do fund these films. and. Mm-hmm make them a little bit, bit of money i still don't understand that world but i know that that's kind of how right it goes um and stuff like this yeah. there's a you know an audience i guess you yeah. know because you know it's, he has the same cast so it's like oh okay another one from this guy and, yeah you know um to probably buy like you know 20 of them every year yeah so we bring them yeah we want them and there is an audience don't know who that is but yeah there's an audience you know it's not just guys at work going hey let's put on this stuff and talk yeah. about it joke about it but there's got to be some people i guess not in this country who really really dig this stuff yeah um, and they're fun like great they're always an hour and 15 minutes yeah. they're really fun it's just i think you know that's the thing we have a lot of questions on more of the money i get how youtube makes money it's the views, it's the clicks, and you know, right. then you can start a Patreon because you have this all this thing. I don't think any of his movies ever hit Kickstarter. It's not like, hey, right. help me uh, finance Frozen Sasquatch. Yeah. And, well, I guess he's he's got it. He's got it down, and that's why he makes the movies he makes. And so that I mean, that's what I'm really interested in too. Like, how do you make the money? What's the process? What's the machine in place to make all this possible so that you can keep churning out these movies? Yeah. You know, because um, obviously there's a schedule, there's some deadline, there's something because he keeps, you know, like probably to pay the bills. Like I have to crank out, I have to do one and a half a month mm-hmm. or something. You know, I have to, you know, always be working on one to you know pay the bills yeah. or whatever. That's crazy. It's like um, you know he made some pretty awful films in terms of content, like D.W. Griffith. Like he cut. I don't know how many films. He cut like 150 films in his kitchen, mm-hmm. like in a year, yeah. you know? And it's like, and he, you know, responsible for a lot of technological advances, but it's like that sort of um, drive to just get get it done. Yeah. Um, I remember I was on a reality show. I was like a PA a long time ago. And, uh, you know, me just like, excited about the industry excited yeah. about everything love the process i still do mm-hmm. and um the head of the studio was there you know he was a usc guy and he was putting out this show he was executive producer but he, you know he's he's he was a partner in the uh production company that that put it on and uh he came to the set and so and had lunch and i went up to him and i said yeah, I hope we I hope we get some good stuff today. You know, I'm uh, I'm kind of encouraged by what we're doing, and he just very stoic was like, "Yeah, I hope it gets done. I just want this <laughs> thing to get over. I just want this thing out yeah. and on the air. Like I, I'm just I'm over it. I just want it to get done. And it's not like we were 
past our days, past our scheduled shoot or anything. We're just sort of in the middle of it. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to get done. I just hope they just get it done. Yeah. You know, just very, I mean, that's what he's a business. He's like very businesslike. And I was like, oh, there are people and producers who just don't care about. Yeah, it's not about, yeah, it's like, I I hope it's good. I don't care if it's good. Is it done? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So then when we go to Mark, it's like, oh, he's probably just like, just guys, I know this is not the cure for cancer. I yeah. know we're just making fun movies. I know we're making fun an audience that loves them, keeps buying them. Yeah. However he's selling it. And let's just do it. Let's yeah. just get together. Probably a lot of his friends. Let's just get together and make a movie. It'll be what it's going to be. Yeah. Edit it and just get it out there and just make the next one. Yeah. And, and probably, too, because sure. he's wearing all the hats too. So he yeah. is, I mean, sometimes he'll have different people write them too mm-hmm. so it's not like he's writing all of them yeah. um which is amazing but you know he is thinking about oh, okay frozen sasquatch so all right we're outside for a little bit okay we need some gear if it's you know snowing or mm-hmm. whatever so it's like okay we got that you know like you said he goes to his basement or whatever it's like all right here's the parkas here's this this and this so he is thinking about all that stuff it's like those are the little details that we nitpick which are minor it's not like you know Oh, I hate the Last Jedi because they didn't stay with can uh, whatever. Right. You know, this is just that, dude. If you just tilted your head just a tad more, wouldn't have saw the camera. Man. Yeah. But I also get it's like, all right, daylight. We shoot a lot outside. Yeah. You know, and we just gotta keep going on. It's like, yeah, I'm sure he's not. All right, let's do that one more time. Yeah. No. No. no, no. You know, 15 no. takes later, almost. Yeah. You know, it's like because no time. It's like, did we get it? Good. Let's go. Let's just move on. One for you, one for me. Yeah. Next. So, you know. yeah, it's – and Rob, I just don't think he cares about the guy, <laughs> camera guy in the, the, the mirror. Because you could probably go, dude, look, there's the cameraman is right there. He'll go, hmm, okay. Yeah. But it's it's out on Amazon. I'm already on to my next one. And it's probably going to be a camera one in that. Do, do you want to do a re-edit? One re-edit? Yeah, like, I'm done. It's like you do a re-edit. <laughs> I'm on to my next I don't have that kind of money. I spend it all on the uh, snow plug-in. With the snow plug-in, which is obviously not so... Like, there's a a mat of a... Snowing. Quote-unquote snowing on the screen. But obviously, when they're walking, there's, like, no snow. It looked good for 40% of the shots. Like, when they they established it. It's like, oh, it looks pretty cool. But then all of a sudden you're doing a wide, it's, and then it's, it's just every, like yeah. one cloud in the sky, and you're like, where's this snow falling yeah. from? And, and no perspective. It's the same perspective. I mean, the snow plug-in, first of all, filmmakers, I don't care who you are, does not work. I mean, it it, it will work where you go, okay, it's snowing, and you could kind of sparingly use it, mm-hmm. but it's not going to ever be like snow. You can the only way to really do it is if you have VFX and you do it in a 3D right. sort of specialized version, um, which I actually did on uh, the show that didn't didn't air. Oh, we had real practical falling snow. I mean, it was fake stage snow. Yeah, some shots didn't match because that's always hard if you're adding that element. So we added some 3D. I mean, that was ten grand, which was probably the budget of a Mark film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we spent it for. Four seconds of snow. I know, I know you did, yeah, because that's it's very hard to do. But I think you can. Once again, it comes down to those moments. His schedule's different. Of like, okay, I have this plug in, and maybe he didn't know he was going to use it at first, but maybe he did. He found yeah. the plug in, went great. I can do my frozen Sasquatch opus now. Sure. Um, 
and it's like, all right, I'll do it here so we established. And then when they start hiking, it's like, oh, hey, it's cleared up and stopped snowing. They're already in their gear. You're done. You set up a like that it's frozen, and then you just a line of, looks like it stopped. And then maybe at night, do a little more. Yeah. Like, just do it sparingly. No. I mean, that, that's but that's the thing. It's like, you know, a little... <laughs> A little nuance, you know, yeah. a little elegant observation after the fact. I mean, just not a lot, you yeah. know, just like a couple of hours and just go, all right, let's just take a couple hours, just right. diagram out what we're going to, how we're going to attack this, this edit yeah. and just go. I mean, look, it's, it's going to be done in what, three days, whatever. It's not going to be a masterpiece, but you can at least say, okay, we can put the snow here not put the snow there yeah. just figure out you know what you want to do and the best too was that they put up their one person tent and all three of them walked into it because <laughs> that but they, he had it framed right where we saw the size of it didn't think about it because they started the fire and everything it's like hey let's turn in and then they all just start going into the one tent and it was like it's like a, how are you guys yeah. sleeping but we never went into the tent. It didn't really matter, but that made me laugh. Right. And then the fire looked real in some shots and looked fake in others. And it was like, is that f- – no, it's real. F- but Okay, that was charred. He wouldn't have added the char effect. No. That, but that yeah. wide, it's clearly not going. Yeah. I, I don't know. He, he He's great, and he's always uh, – um, it's fun to watch. Anytime anything new, guess what we're watching? Yeah, yeah. Frozen Sasquatch. Because you got – I mean, like, thing is Frozen Sasquatch – done right is yeah. uh, promising like okay frozen fast like he's ho- he's holding I had a whole other idea what it might be but he's yeah. holding all those titles for someone for us to start our company of making sequels to these type of movies where yeah. it's like frozen sasquatch with a budget is amazing star slammer with a budget amazing just, just switch the title a little bit. it's like he's almost like Man, I would love to see a movie called Frozen Sasquatch. All right, I'm going to make it because no one else has that title. Yeah. Just IMDb Frozen. Oh, my God, no one's done it? Does he register that title? Does he just take it? You know what? You, ha- you have to register the, the, the titles, but you're right. He probably may not. I'm just curious. Not. On I mean, He may just do it. Because there's been a oh. few things not of his where we've looked on Amazon and there's like three titles that are exactly the same. Oh, but you can't copyright titles. That's the thing. Oh, right. That those aren't copyrightable. But still, I wonder if he registers his script. Is he it? Should, he should. Should. He should. Right. Script. He should. Um. I don't. Is it a script or is it like an outline? A couple of outlines. A couple. Of, all right. We're doing this today. And it's like say a, stuff. It's like uh that show we worked on. All right. Here's the script. It's a it's a one page outline with yeah. one line of dialogue. Exactly. Yeah. Have fun. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we'll keep you updated if we're going to make Star Slammer 2, I yeah, guess. I don't I know. Mean, and as always, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, like, subscribe, all those fun things that people love to say. Yeah. Follow our Kickstarter and Absolutely. Patreon, which we don't have. Have a significant online presence, but not as significant as it will be one day. Maybe. One day. Maybe uh, we'll have more of an online presence eventually, but we have jobs right now, so that yeah. sort of sucks up all our uh, time, and we're obviously really busy watching Galaxy of Terror <laughs> and uh, Frozen Sasquatch. Uh Mark Planera, please come on our show so we can talk please. about how you make these films because I'm legit a want to know. It's not about making funny. It's mostly just about absolutely how. Yeah. So this has been Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Take it easy. Ah!